Have you been feeling stuck, exhausted, and finding yourself living as a passenger in your own life? By giving away so much of your energy and power to everyone and everything around you. But you? Well, you are not alone. My name is Dr. Valérie Johnston Dugama, osteopath, and I have been there too. After being burned out, exhausted, I decided to take control of my life and get back into my driver's seat. It wasn't easy though, but I did it. And you can do it too. In this podcast, I will share stories, invite guest speakers, and provide insight and tips on how to turn your life around and move back into your driver's seat. My guest today is Simon Watts. He grew up in continuous as well, went to university in Canberra and Darwin, and has ended up in a career in human resources, where he has worked for various multinational companies. He lives in Sydney with his wife and his children. In our conversation today, it's about how to get in the driver's seat on the transition from school to work. Thank you, and welcome, Simon, to the Driver's Seat Club. Hey, Valerie. Hi. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. So you're going to talk about the transition between uh, school to work, and how was your experience with that? I think it fits into the theme of uh, the um, the Driver's Club podcast. You know, it's a great transition that most people go through, and uh, certainly one where there's a great opportunity to be able to take control of your life. Yeah, so how did it uh, happen for you from the start? Well, for me, look, I grew up in the country and had very little exposure to the sorts of opportunities that exist in the world. So I really didn't understand what was out there and had no real appreciation of what I wanted to do or even who I was, let alone how best to apply those sort of preferences. So for me, I had a very... I guess, random and, you know, it was all about happenstance, that transition between school and work via university for me. I mean, that's not always the case for people. Um, Okay. Yeah. It was um, one, if I, on reflection, I'd probably, I'd do some things exactly the same and other things I'd probably do differently. And I'd certainly encourage people and I would have, if I had the time again, do it in a bit more informed and controlled way as opposed to (laughs) the the manner in which it happened. (laughs) Yes. And how was it for you to do the transition, the school to university and the work? As I said, it was pretty uninformed. So I grew up in a um, small country town. My father was a teacher. That was probably the zenith of the sort of professional jobs that I'd see in, in this town. But then, you know, it was all then otherwise related to agriculture, um, the sort of um, career paths. I didn't know what career path I wanted to take. And alone then, clearly then, well, how to how to actually best support taking advantage of that. We grew up on the border between New South Wales and Victoria. Um, so that meant I had access to Victorian and New South Wales universities. And in one week, I applied for universities in Victoria and I you know, focused on applying for science degrees. And then the next week, we had the opportunity to apply for New South Wales universities. And, you know, within the space of that week, I decided I wanted to do economics. So it was, you know, just showed how little conviction or understanding of really what I wanted to do. And it was a, quite a random sort of approach. I ended up going to taking advantage of university in um, New South Wales, well, ACT even. Well, even starting the degree and then realizing, well, what am I doing this and not 
even enjoying that so much and taking a year off after the first year and moving back home and working on farms for a year. Okay. Wow. How was it? It was a great eye-opener and you got to learn a lot about yourself and a lot about, I guess, you got a great appreciation for the opportunity I had to go to university and, you know, I worked on the farms with those two blokes who were farmhands as well who were both turning 50 that year um, that I was like turning 20. And they opened my eyes up and said, okay, well, I, I've got an opportunity to not have this as my life and I, their life is not necessarily what I want to do. So it gave me an added zeal to go back and take advantage of the great opportunity that I'd had to go to university because not everyone gets that opportunity because of other, you know, financial or intellectual reasons. You know, I was lucky enough to have that opportunity. So it really made me appreciate how lucky I was. And then also, you know, come to terms with, well, what do you want out of that experience? It gave me greater sort of focus and motivation and then which was great. And so, you know, I was much better studying. It's the same course, but I was a lot more focused, a lot more driven, enjoyed it a lot more. It was a lot more enriching experience for me because I, you know, I think I was able to take the context of the life experience and the life that this is possibly going to give you. Wow. Yeah. as a great sort of moment to sit back and reflect and grow and mature for me and then see what was lying ahead. And you talk about the question was about um, what might I have done differently. If you'd asked me that, then yes, I certainly would have been a lot more active about finding out about who I was and what I wanted. What I did sort of accidentally well was take a year off, that gap year as people talk about. And, you know, I took it after my first year, but you take it in your first year or after your first year, but it was such a valuable thing to assess your priorities yes. and et cetera. Yeah. Yes, and I know that it's so common in Australia for the student after high school to take a gap year. It's not the same for us in France. After school, we go straight into university. I think it's such a great experience to travel. Yeah, and it's not just, well, I didn't even travel. I worked from home. Like, I worked back on farms, but it was, that you know, to be a full-time farm labourer was a new experience for me. And yes. to get a taste of that, it was a great experience. I loved it. But I also could see this is not my life and, you know, gives you a perspective. And, yeah, traveling's awesome. But that can be quite seductive as well. I guess the advantage of mine was that it wasn't that seductive. But I think it's a great opportunity to sit back and reflect and find out about yourself. Take an opportunity to then understand, well, there are the opportunities. The world's such a big place and there's different jobs and there's different geographies and cultures that you can participate in and, and immerse yourself in and... Um, we're always going to make, you know, what they say is, you know, imperfect decisions. You know, we don't always have access to every bit of information, but the more information that you do have prior to making a big decision, yes. better that decision is going to be for you. Yes. And for you, though, when you went back to university and then you realized that, wow, it was the right decision to go back and to be more motivated and inspiring by university, what happened next? How long after you have the transition to start work? Well, I actually went around Australia... And I did a couple of points of university at the, in, in Darwin, in Northern Territory, Australia, and um, finished off there at just the end of my degree. And then it was, well, what do I do with it? Who knows? It was actually my girlfriend, who's now my wife at the time, saw a poster on a notice board. She was working at the university. 
it was a job that was suited to me. So she really pressed it upon me. You know, this is something you should go for. Look at this and, you know, send your CV in, which I didn't even have a CV at the time. Yeah. And after much procrastination, I ended up yeah doing it and getting the job. And that was the start of my career, which I've, you know, I've had a, a nice career to date. And uh, it was completely fortuitous. I had no idea what I was going to do. There was a notice board. I applied for a job and, you know, been so lucky thereafter. But everyone doesn't get that opportunity and everyone doesn't get that sort of little, you know, that random moment that they can jump at. You know, you think I you know, hear so many stories about kids in Sydney and just applying for job after job or working for free to just to be able to get some experience on their CV, but also to show the employer what, how good they are without them having to invest and you know, and it's tough out there. So you really want to be able to target yourself as much as possible. Yes, absolutely. And what was the job, actually? I ended up having a career in HR, and the job at the time was um, an industrial relations officer working for a company. Sorry. And then after that, you just continue in the same line to work in the same type of industry, is that right? Yeah, exactly. So in the profession, yeah. And uh, so I was in Darwin, and then the company I worked for moved me to Sydney, and then uh, moved, uh, changed um, employers. And then they moved me to London. So we spent quite a bit of time through Europe. And then um, I've moved wow. back to Australia and had you know, regional global roles um, now for quite a few years. So it's a fantastic sort of career path, but it was completely fortuitous and random. And I had no idea, um, you know, sitting down in you know my small country town at high school, plotting out, okay, well, I might like to do HR one day. I had no idea what even what wow, it was. Wow, that's... <laughs> That's amazing. And you say that you have two kids, and how do you talk to them in regards to what uh, they... well, they're, they're quite young still, so <laughs> I've got a bit of time to plan. So they're nine and seven. But oh, if I was yes. to give them guidance and, you know, I think about this, what would I do to help them as a parent? Certainly be encouraging them to find out about themselves. And that's what the gap year you go from this environment of just like as a, you know, working at, at, at being a student at high school, you know, living at home usually. Yes. With your parents planning everything for you, cooking everything for you, your school, very structured. You know, you come in at nine, leave at three. Here's what you have to perform this week. This is the assignment. This is the reading. This is the, it's a very structured, you know, you don't have to think for yourself to a degree. You have to just, you just sort of be directed. Then all of a sudden, the world open up in terms of opportunities and also you are expected to be this mature person who is driven and can be self-motivated and take advantage of that. And, you know, I certainly wasn't. And I think that many people really struggle with that and taking a year off to find out about what motivates you, what do you really want in life? That's such an incredible thing, but finding out about who you are, what you want and what those opportunities are, they're three key yes. things, I think, for you then to make the right decisions and drive towards the best outcome. It's such a pivotal moment in everyone's life, you know, certainly in Australia, you know, that will determine there's so many things that will lay the foundation for so much of the rest of your life. At that point, when you leave school, what do you do now? It shouldn't just be left to happenstance like I did. The more you inform yourself about those three things, you know, the better you're going to be able to set yourself up for the rest of your life. So I'm just sort of big advocate for um, just all of those, like, as I said, informing yourself about yourself. Yes. And that may be taking a gap year to find out what you want in life and what motivates you, finding out about what opportunities 
there are as well. So who you are, what motivates you and what opportunities there are to be able to take advantage of those things. And yeah. Yes. And uh, along your career, is there any time that you felt like, oh, I want to try something else just to make sure that oh. I'm very happy about what I'm doing? <laughs> I would have loved to be a rock star, you know, oh. something like that. Yeah, oh, of course, can't we all? But, um, you know, very satisfied, you know, and um, very lucky and enjoy what I do. So I've been lucky, but I know it's luck. You know, a lot of it was luck, really. And I just think about these moments in time. If that didn't happen, what could have been? Yes, so you never think, know. Yeah, you know, that's the sort of advice and what I do probably differently, what advice I give my kids. But the thing is, at that moment in time, not only... This is something to keep in mind, and I guess this is one of the good things I did. At that moment in time, you were just absolutely free of responsibility. You know, you don't have kids, you know, as you leave school, you know, for the most part. Most people don't. You don't have a mortgage. You haven't got a career yet, so you've no sort of career investment. You haven't invested in a sort of path at that point. You've had your high school. But this is the moment in life when you can take risks and you can try things because you have nothing to lose other than time. But then there's opportunity cost. I guess that's the thing that you have to lose. If you take an opportunity or you go down a path and you start to invest in university, university is expensive. You know, you start yes. to invest in it without actually knowing why you're doing that or where you're going, then you're blowing tens of thousands of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars on a path that you don't even know why. So that's when you start to get in trouble. But if you start to experiment and find out about yourself, I think that's the best time to do that. And with a view to what is the future look for me? And, you know, that's another bit of maturing as well, is understanding that there is a future and it's not just the here and now, which I know that for you and I, us oldies, Valerie, we... Um, yes. <laughs> we... Um, we're very conscious of that, but when you're, you know, 19 years old, then it's all about the here and now, and it's hard to think about the future sometimes. Yes, that's such a great takeaway, uh, Simon. Thank you so much. You say that you've been on the driver's seat since, though. Yes, I think so. Ah. And, you know, <laughs> in terms of taking decisions about your life and that stuff, I think so, yeah. It's that transition from school to, you know, that path you then take for the, your life is such a platform to, you know, create for yourself and there's an opportunity there to take risks and experiment but also to find out about yourself in the future, yeah. Yes, well, thank you so much again. I really appreciate uh, your story and the, the time and also the inspiration behind finding that gift that you have and then just go for it, but also have a gap year to make sure that you can find it. So <laughs> thank you so much again, Simon. Thanks, Valerie. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned and subscribe to the Driver's Seat Club. Until next time, have a powerful day.